Sam, thanks for joining us on the show. As always, I can see you're you're chilling at home on a Sunday night, just hanging mm-hmm. today. How, did you have a good weekend? Yeah, I've been working all weekend, but like the same time as I'm working, I'm also currently just trying to perfect all the lyrics to album number five, um, which I go to record vocals for this Thursday. What? Which is going to fuck me up because you're going to ask me questions about album number four, which is out like in a couple of weeks. And I'm just going to be like mixing up the two, like the senior citizen I am. <laughs> but I'm really, I'm really good. Everything's great. That's good, dude. That's good. Because uh, the new, the new, not number five, we're, we're, we're going to backpedal to number four right now. Um, yeah. And enemies sound like me, August 11. And it's just as brutal as the previous effort. Um, going by my memory, though, as, as we mentioned, this was recorded, was this one recorded at the same time as three and five was recorded at the same time as four? Not four? No, not quite. Um, I think the way we did it, we recorded albums three and four at the same time. Yeah. Um, or at least all the instruments. So, like, we just had this massive sack of death metal and... Um, we we actually had this really tricky kind of few weeks where we were sort of like going, okay, which song goes on which album? We didn't want one to be like, uh, you know, heavier or weightier or better than the other one, like, you know. Um, so, yeah, we did all the instruments for it. I did the vocals like a year apart. Like I, I always make a point of separating that. But, yeah, this is the one where we sort of like just did this mega session um, and it's sort of come out of the same session as album three. <laughs> uh, there we go. I grabbed it. There we go. That one. That one. Yeah, I, that's the one. You can notice a b- bunch more stuff uh, when you see the album covers. Like this dude in the corner, he's like, ha, 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 ha. You know? <laughs> yes. But um, fucking love this album. Needs a scribble on oh, it. Thank you. Um, oh, if you get if you get the magnifying glass out, sort of, I think there might be a big gatefold in there. If you get the magnifying glass out, especially on the the mountain of corpses, uh, yeah, there's the artist Mitchell is is a nutcase. Like, there's all sorts of bizarre, crazy shit that you can find in there. It's like a Where's Wally for like psychos. I love it. It's I love it. I, and every album cover, like the new cover, is even crazier than that one. There's more shit mm, going on. Yeah. And I've been trying to zoom in. I want to get that that on vinyl as well. Cause I've been trying to zoom in and see all the stuff going on. But um yeah. he, he did that one as well, right? He he did, yeah. I I'm looking forward to it. I'll get my vinyl this week, I think. But yeah, like again, you zoom in, like there's there's a big overarching theme which sort of like matches the album, which is kind of like two identical groups of people sort of like having an absolute screaming violence match between each other um for absolutely zero reason <laughs> at all um but yeah it's the same deal where if you like sort of get your eye up and close and into it and stuff like you're just like holy shit i'm glad he's down on tasmania like um instead of roaming around on the mainland with the rest of us but uh, <laughs> i think i think my favorite bit on that is the guy in right in the very middle killing himself with two Uzis and he's just spraying them both, like in both hands, like in his, in his head with a big grin on his face. So, Man. Yeah. 
my parents won't be proud, but like all, all the death metal fanatics will see it and they'll get a good warm fuzzy from that. It's weird, isn't it? I love it. it it's 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 like I can't remember who I was talking to, but it's like the metal albums these days are are, are like classic paintings com- compared to like twenty years ago. Death metal stuff was like you know just straight up gore. You still get it now, which is all the classic stuff. But this stuff yeah. you could somewhat see in a in a gallery. You know what I mean? Like to yeah. a it's cool shit, man. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I love the old Dan Seagrave stuff as well, but like basically, you know, death metal was a one man show art wise back then. Um, whereas you got so many people all doing their own thing now uh, and the range of tools that you've got is far greater as well. So yeah, we're I think we're lucky to get Mitchell, but I'm also thinking, geez, I need we need to think up like a really different concept for the next album otherwise it's just going to be like you know people will be leafing through their cds going which at wells album do i listen to the bloodbath or the bloodbath or the the massive massacre and bloodbath on the front or maybe the one with the blood (laughs) uh or the death or the or the baby being thrown in the hole i don't know it's (laughs) (laughs) i love it dude i do i do and I, i i can't wait to see what you guys do next but at the moment like i'm really enjoying uh, what I've been listening, I, I went for a drive to Brisbane yesterday and I was cranking in on the way to Brisbane to see Eagles of Death Metal of all things that aren't Death Metal. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but, um, man, it was, I know, I was like, this is this is kind of weird. But, um, you know, it's it usually takes bands, you know, to reach even album number four. It seems like a decade. And you guys have just been smashing these out. I think it's to the point now we can pretty much count every year you're going to release an album, right? It's like, that's the plan. That, the, yeah. that plan. I think you need a subscription. You guys should set up like like a National Geographic type subscription, where you know if you you subscribe for a few years, you get a free tea towel and like a, uh, you know what they used to do? They get the well the shelf things you hold the magazines on the shelf. <laughs> do it for the people yeah. and have either side will be like arrows pointing shit albums, even more shit albums. <laughs> six shit pointing down so it'll just be all your stuff in like special edition box or shelf talker yeah. i'm just I, riffing i know you just like spitballing and you think you're joking here but i'm seriously taking this idea to matt and dave like <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say the subscription model will work perfectly i mean jesus just about how we work with the record label it's kind of like Subscribe to us for a certain amount and get an album each year. Um, Pre-order the next so, six albums and you can have, you know what I mean? I don't yeah. know. And that way. Yeah, I've heard I've heard worse ideas and no one else is doing it, which is always, you know, to me, that means an idea is always worth a try. Um, <laughs> the late- yeah, like there's, there's, there's people with bigger brains making decisions above me, so I, I'd have to float it past them first. I'm below here, so don't listen to me. So, <laughs> but I would like a tea towel. So, um, that's right. Look, the idea comes through, you get a tea towel and a flag. That would be cool. Flag and a, you know, something where I could do my dishes with guts all over it. That'd be cool. You know? <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this on Sunday, but, um, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, of course. Uh, but you know the the process of of recording these albums have they changed as they've gone along? Have you what have you sort of 
mixed up or is it just the same sort of same old shit every time which is grinding it out every year <laughs> but, um, yeah look i exaggerate a little bit uh so for album four like you know uh yeah um the instruments recording is pretty much how it's been for like previous albums the writing was a little bit different in that it was kind of like matt had an extra large sort of like spasm before he like blurted out some all that material um and it meant for for me it meant like an extra long sort of like instrumental uh rehearsal sort of stage to try and get across his crazy shit um but uh no we've kind of like got a bit of a routine these days the only thing which is changing and that will be for album five is this time i, I recorded the bass at home okay um instead of flying over to melbourne to to do that um it's death metal bass. I mean, no one can fucking hear it. <laughs> like, I can hear it. <laughs> who cares? I can hear it. Yeah, and it man, don't, don't, man, you're you're a fucking sick player. And to do that, yeah. and see, man, I, some of the stuff on there is insane. It's so good. Uh, thank you very much. But honestly, like, you know, we, I've played shows where like the bass has come unplugged and no one's noticed until we're between songs and I'm just trying to feel like dead air in by throwing the bass and suddenly I realise no sound's coming out and I'm like, <laughs> whoops. So it's it's not exactly the thing that the crowd sort of like goes, you know, when it disappears. So, yeah, I, I, I know it's place. If we're a funk band, shit would be different, but we're not, so <laughs> I'm realistic. Most of the death metal dudes at shows are all deaf anyway. You know? <laughs> yeah. I know, I'm... Yeah, I'm it's, it's, fucked so they'll they'll mosh to anything <laughs> yeah if they see arms going like that and mouths going like that they're like oh yeah you know yeah look I, you know we played we played a show what last week uh supporting exhumed in melbourne yeah um and it was at the bendigo which like you know it's the spirit of death metal there but to be honest like over that pa it all sounds like a car crash with a pulse um <laughs> you know just repeat it uh, and I'm an exhumed fan as well. I, I didn't stick it out the whole gig. I was just kind of like, oh, I'm having trouble picking out songs here. Neat solos, but like, you know. So that's that's the reality of it. Like, um, you know, if you want the sound, if you want to hear everything, then it's a CD and an LP experience. Uh, but yeah, like, you know, the bass get does get lost in all that. Everything gets lost in all that if you if you're not lucky. <laughs> it's true. It's true, but uh, you know, Joe Joe Haley is mm. just man. The production is just perfect. Like it's yeah. one. I was saying it to the dudes, like, like our our stuff. I was like, man, like this. He just knows what he's doing. He knows exactly how to make everything sort of sit very, very nicely, you know. And I guess you got yeah. that relationship now. I mean, his brothers play <laughs> drums, so he's, yeah, they got that community. It helps. It helps. Uh you know, I, I think I think the thing that helps with Joe, like apart from him just being like all round talented or whatever he turns his hand to, is um, yeah, he comes from well, obviously he comes from Psychroptic, where it is very much you know when it comes to mixes, getting the balance right, everything's got to be audible, sitting just right and stuff. Yeah, with uh, werewolves, there's there's a lot less going on. Um, amazingly enough, there's um. So there's a bit of leeway to just pump up the violence. At least that's my take on it. 
um, and he can take advantage of that. It's not the sort of band where Wells isn't the sort of band where you need to hear every single note of what we're doing. It's more about just like the, the sort of visceral tearing impact of it all. Um, and, and if we do anything sort of like, you know, with our higher brain and not our like clunky little lizard brain, like that's probably the main thing that we do. We're very focused on making sure that everything we does has like, you know, a very violent and horrible sort of like impact. We don't get lost in any of these like delusions of being, you know, artists and, you know, writing pieces that are going to, you know, emotionally move people and expand our like palette or no, no, it's not what we're about. So um for the skills he has, that would probably make us a bit more of an easy band, as well as the fact that we've all got the experience as well to sort of like listen to a mix and go, wow, this is, you know, usually his first swing, like, you know, he gets it 99% of the way there. Afterwards, we're just like going, this would be good here, this would be good there. Um, we're also really lucky just in general, like we've sort of got a few people that we work with that like we sort of, we're, we're kind of stuck with from the get-go. So they know what we're about um, and they've, you know, they've all started great and got better. Uh, and it's just, it it makes things easy for us, uh, really. Joe's, Joe's one of those. Mitchell would be another. Like, um, we've been using Rob Brenz as well for photos as well. Like, he took that up, what was it, I think, last year or maybe even earlier. You know, we've been using it for a bit now, and he's just getting better and now getting into videography. So, we're, yeah, just kind of surrounded by talented people who are just uh, lending us their skills. It seems like you've got that team, but you're all, you, you've got that same goal. So as you go along with each album, it's going to, it's it's only going to get better. You know what mm. I mean? You guys have that. And, and we're, yeah. We're an easy pitch as well for anyone that we work with. It's not like we have to go, oh, well, you know, we, we're looking for a folk sort of like metal feel with like, you know, maybe some Celtic like flourishes through there instrumentally, but also like thematically. No, 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 no. We can just say to people, hey, do you want to help us like make some fuck off music and get up people's noses? And like, you know, the answer is always yes. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's very easy for us to like pitch what we do. Uh, yeah, we can guarantee fun. <laughs> and in regards to the title, that's mm. like, it's actually quite thought provoking. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. these times. But was there something in the news? How that dare you? <laughs> dragon shit you're like it's it's thoughtful um <laughs> you know it, was there something in the news that you saw or or in society that sort of triggered that for you in particular or just every day um, oh just every day these days it seems to be um yeah i think i think i read something like from one of terry pratchett's old books where like he talks about how people make such a big deal about how different they are but you know you're you and a 16th century samurai would practically be identical twins compared to real differences you get between you know i guess species or, or other things or other thoughts out there um and i kind of like just that's a thought that you know returns to me quite a bit uh and i sort of like noticed that screaming on social media of course uh which is you know, especially when you're in a band, it's how you got contact with a lot of people, a lot of your fans. Um, but just on there, 
quite often people are just having the biggest arguments over like a 0.01% difference and they're treating it like an absolute chasm. Um, and as I say, like quite often, yeah, it's two indistinguishable groups of people just going at it and like, you know, not even, it's not even just a social media thing. Like, you know, I'm so watching the Ukraine-Russian war uh, at the moment and you got two Slavic peoples who are sort of like, you know, to the point where there's a lot of like, you know, Ukrainians living in Russia and Russia's, Russians living in Ukraine and, you know, and it's an absolute death match at the moment. Like the, the Russians have lost their mind. The Ukrainians are obviously fighting to survive. But, yeah. you know, yeah. if you parachuted me in to the middle of it and I saw a soldier and I, I you know, I can't tell you which, which, what side they're on. No. You know? I'm kind of like, you look exactly the same as everyone else here. You know, you're there's differences in your language. I understand that. But, yeah. you know, it doesn't sound massively different either. And it's just seems to be the theme of the last couple of years. Just identical people who have all just lost their minds and are just going out at hammer and tong. It's bizarre. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah man. Yep. Yeah. Hard times we're living in, but I mean that's just shit humans being shit humans in general. Not saying that the people and you know that that actually came out quite wrong, but just <laughs> the way people treat each other is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Agreeing with you, um, is yeah. If they they sort of had a look at that, yeah. took, took a step back, and and that's why I think that that title is is actually quite important. Considering it's it's brutal as fuck, and there's that one of my favorite lines. What's that line? Yeah. Is it? Oh, where, oh, was it? Uh, you're a cunt. You're a cunt. You're a cunt. You're a fucking cunt. In <laughs> hold me back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where it sounds like I'm actually working up to this sort of intellectual point. Yes. You know, maybe I shouldn't be yelling, people. Maybe I shouldn't be like having goes. Maybe we should get along. Maybe you're a fucking cunt. Yeah, <laughs> um, it'll be interesting to see how that goes down in the states. Like, you know, I know we we drop C bombs like napalm over here, you know, with yeah, you know, with abandon. But like, uh, yeah, I know it's a little bit different over there. But yeah, what's death metal if you're not trying to get up? Yeah, you know, do you get a little get fun- up someone or other? Hey, it is, uh, you know, apart from those Canadian guys like the Arch Spike guys, which we'll get to a bit later. Yeah, they're oh, yes. They're a bunch of bad eggs, but they're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're going to be trouble, and I think it's going to be good times. But um, I was going to say that uh, this the single, the latest single, Destroyer Word, well, Destroyer, Destroyer of Worlds. Sunday's got me. Um, it was taken from a, a quote by uh, Oppenheimer, who has a little movie. Um, mm. you know, heard, yeah. Yeah, you know, J. Robert Oppenheimer. And uh, it's a little movie at the moment. I, I, I think it's bombing at the box office. But um, is it though? Oh, no, I'll stop. Stop. I've been seeing memes anywhere. I know. You just like strangle me through the screen. But, um, you know, I, obviously that was written before the movie count. It was drawn from the the quote, the original quote. Mm. Yeah. yeah. We- I'll go for a piece of luck. Coming or was it something that was just on on your radar? Uh, something that was on my radar, like um, 
I, I wanted to change the the title for quite a while. Um, to me, it sounded, you know, a lot of the song titles that we've got are, you know, either ridiculously brutal or kind of hilarious in a dark way. And that one just sounded like, you know, very level and straight. Um, but I just couldn't think of anything better than that to use. So we ended up going with it. Um, and as it turns out, stroke of luck. Man. Um, it wasn't... Uh, it wasn't so much Oppenheimer uh, I had in mind or or even necessarily nuclear weapons. It was just the idea that, like, the, the most destructive thing, at least these days, is, you know, a terrible shit leader. Um, and yeah, <laughs> I was, it, they're not exactly hard to pick out, <laughs> um, which is, you know, why I snuck in, like, you know, some... Bible Proverbs verses in there describing to a T what a shit leader looks like and to look out for. And, um, you know, here we are a couple of thousand years later and apparently primitives have one over us. Like, uh, <laughs> so um, that was what I was slight. I guess that was the point I was like throwing my fucking spear at. Um, just how much more damaging and destructive like a, a shit leader can be. Um not enough to have, like, you know, the devastating tool lying around. That's only half the equation. The other half is the lunatic beating their chest, like dragging a nation along with them to hit that red button and ruin everything. Yeah. No, that's right. And it, that, that sounded like I just made a point. You did make a point. <laughs> See? Yeah. Very thought provoking <laughs> stuff. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Um, but uh, it, it is a shame that they didn't actually use it in the movie. You know what I mean? Like, title goes up, the titles, and then there's that plane. You know, it's a missed up. Maybe for the sequel. Maybe they'll use it for the sequel. Who knows? Oh, fuck off, Hans Zimmer. Let us in. (laughs) That'd be great. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That'd be cool. Hey, imagine that. Don't do it to me. Don't do it to me. Don't, Don't make me imagine money like doing death metal. Fucking hell. You'll cave my brain in. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. That would be cool. Yeah. You know, we'd never say no. We leave the saying no to the rest of the world when it comes to that. How funny would it be? <laughs> we got that that phone call. Go, this is Hans Zimmer. I don't know how he actually talks. And he goes, you know, <laughs> let's say he does. You know, it's good. <laughs> the work, the werewolves. Now I don't always sounds like Dracula. Anyway, but um. <laughs> Dude, I'd probably do I'd probably do what Matt did the time he got a phone call from uh Man of War. <laughs> like I'd probably like probably get the call and it'd be like, fuck off, who is this? Yes. No, really, who is this? <laughs> Slam. <laughs> it's your friend Hans. Um yeah, I, I don't know if he talks like that, but I'd be like, bullshit, I don't have any friends. Beat it. <laughs> yeah. Take that, Christopher Nolan. Um <laughs> I'm digging myself a hole tonight, but uh, you, <laughs> I saw you guys in Brisbane. You had to put up with my drunken ass in Brisbane. I apologize. Oh, I, 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 oh, that's fantastic. It was great to see you. It was good to see you, my friend. But uh, I, I did smash back too many in a short amount of time. But um, you guys were just fucking unreal, and it was one of the oh, best. Shows. I had the best time. Um, and that was your first sort of run, real run with the band, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, before that, it was just like individual shows. We don't really plan ahead. Um, 
so when the opportunity for it for a tour came up like let alone like with mayhem and ulcerate like yeah i'm gonna be going to that gig anyway um so yeah if i can be on it and touring as well like it's great um but yeah we wanted to see how we go doing a tour of playing this stuff a few days in a row because it is like it is really 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 hard to play it's um it's energetic and we're not kind of like the sort of band where we're sort of like standing still or like, you know, perched on a stool trying to like make sure like every note is a nail. We try and, you know, do everything we can to get that energy across and there's a lot of energy to get across. So that's a long way of saying every time we play a show, we're fucked. Um, <laughs> we're, we're absolutely fucked afterwards. Uh, we were kind of like, well, we, I, I should say, I was like, you know what was it four shows no oh my god four shows in a row like uh will i get through it all um the answer is yes uh the other thing that we wanted to find out as well like uh, and you kind of need to find out early enough when you're in a band yeah is how you guys go on the road um you know there's a lot of bands where they get out on the road and one or two people just like you know turn into assholes uh um, or don't pull their weights or just, you know, treat everyone like shit. So it was also kind of like a sense of let's get out on the road and find out, you know, if we all get along. Uh, and the answer was yes. Like, And we didn't do it too easy either. Like um, we were making sure we were staying in like, you know, the airport Ibises and stuff and, you know, three to a room in the bunks and shit. And it was great. Like, you know, everything went smooth we had a great time like uh every show was was good fun Grizzly was fun i remember there was some guy yelling shit out that was <laughs> that was funny um yeah hopefully he's back for the next one like yelling more shit but uh <laughs> yeah yeah just like it was it was a really good time not only just like with those other bands but also just playing and yeah there was a there was a sense that every show we were doing we were like getting better at uh at bringing it so this next tour like uh it's gonna start in brisbane man i can't wait like we're going as as uh, as a band like we oh. like we're all we're talking about every week we got on our little band calendar um because james our guitarist his favorite band of all time is our spire and it was yeah. funny that ollie was at that show in brisbane yeah, well, the funny thing was not only was Ollie there, but also Luke from Berserker uh, was there as well. Um, and the guys look almost identical. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, I think it was just as just after Luke left, then Ollie turned up, and it was just kind of like, you know, <laughs> it was a bit of the moment was a bit like that. Um, but yeah, no, Brizzy was good fun. Like uh, I think the Dis and Tomb Boys showed up as well. So like, you know, it was. It, it was a good night for catching up with people I haven't seen for a while. Um, but I know what you mean about Arch Spire. Like, I, I, I'm i one of these grumpy old pricks where if the band wasn't around making death metal and Morris sound in, like, the 90s, I do not care for them. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, a guy down here in Adelaide one year, like, it was on the Psychroptic Arch Spire tour. He dragged me along to him. It's a... Uh, John from the old Adelaide band uh, Omnium Gatherum, he 
sort of like got onto me randomly one night and was just like, you got to see this band, you got to see this band. And I was like, were they around in the 90s? And he's like, shut up and come to the fucking show. So, um, yeah, I turned up and I was blown away. Um, I, I hadn't seen, it wasn't just the fact that they were that fast um, or that heavy, but just the production was absolutely gorgeous. Like, it wasn't just a, an amazing performance, but it was a, it was amazing sounding and it brought the full benefit of being in a venue with a big PA to the show where normally that works against, as I said earlier, it works against metal bands because it just sounds like someone's turned the dishwasher on and just fucking amplified the shit out of it. Yep. Whereas those guys, it was just like, it was crushing. It was fucking crushing. Um, so the idea that I get to see that now, like, you know, five days in a row in October, I'm just like, Christmas. I can't wait. We, well, we can't wait. Like, it's going to be, you know, uh, I was like, I'm on board. Like, werewolves, you know, mm. and... We're going to play We're gonna play extra fast so we can get the fuck yeah. off stage and sort of like just wipe the sweat out of our eyes, shove ingested on, get everything, like, moving and rolling so we can, like, you know, get up spire on and see that shit. Like, it's going to be... <laughs> Awesome man, I can't wait. And they and you know what? They are a bunch of really good dudes. Like Ollie's a really nice dude. Um, like they're just yeah, they're just really cool. So I think it's for, for a wild man, he's always been nice to speak to whenever I've met him. So yeah, um looking forward to it. And also, you know, seeing the other guys. I've got a conundrum to like sort out in Adelaide though. Um, the youngest uh in my household, the 13-year-old. Uh, she saw an Arch Spire clip and she's sort of like, she goes, yeah, we've got a drum kit here. She's learning drums. She's like, I, can I get to see him play? Can I get to meet him? And I'm like, oh, I don't know, dude. I'm in. Like, <laughs> that'd be the kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to talk for him, but, you know, I think they'd be all over that because they just seem like real down-to-earth dudes, you know. Yeah. They're just awesome. I, I can't wait, man. I can't, and, uh, of course, Zoom's about to kick us off in a minute. Uh, one last question. What's what's looking for the future of werewolves? Are you looking at kicking over, over Europe or the States, or are you just uh, number five is on the way? <laughs> um, well, yeah, obviously, like, you know, we've, we're going to simultaneously release a new album and finish recording, like, album five. Um. And we've got this tour to look forward to. Um, but, yeah, obviously the big, I guess, area of growth for us is the live show. Yep. Um, and we've had a few talks about, like, you know, throwing around ideas for 2024. Uh, obviously we want to keep playing. Um, and any other tours that turn up, like, we'll be interested in, as well as festivals. We love festivals. Um, we've all played that many shows where, like, you know, playing a small pub to, you know, 50 to 100 people is cute, but we'd prefer a 1,000, <laughs> even if they're not there to see us. Um, but uh, let me see. We have had some discussions about overseas. Uh, obviously, got to work that around um, the other bands. Uh, we're all just in too many goddamn bands, but... Um, <laughs> But uh, it's something that we're open to. Maybe not so much perhaps the States. That's a that's a real commitment. Mm. Um, you know, maybe further along in the future. But uh, if we were to 
if you were to you know say to me what's what's two things that you guys hope to get done in 2024 uh we'd like to do a headline show yep. um we'd like to see if we're able to do it seeing as though we're we're nearly dying just doing half an hour at the moment um and yeah, wouldn't mind trying uh, an overseas show as well. Like um, whether that's nearby or whether that's something like over to Europe for a couple of weeks, um, we'll see. Uh, everything we do in this band, as opposed to everything else, is yeah, not deliberate whatsoever, and not there's no grand strategy or a grand plan that we're sort of adhering to. So we just kind of like do one thing at a time. We're like, oh, that was fun. Let's do something else. <laughs> like, that's how we get by. So, yeah, it's really hard to sort of like go, we're going to do this, 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 this. We don't have a, a whiteboard with goals written down or anything. You know, we'll wing it. It seems to have worked for us so far. Hey, it does work. It does. And it all falls into place, every every album. And, uh, dude, this new one is, it, it's so brutal. You just keep coming out with the goods. Thank you very much, Lou. One of the things we did say when we heard the mixes for this album, uh, album number four, uh, My Enemies Look the Same Like Me, we, we did look at each other and just go, oh, how, how do we beat this? I don't know if we can beat this. Um, we'll see. And I think, yeah, you will. But uh, in the meantime, we'll have all the links down here and on the website. Sam, as always, I'll see you in Brisbane. But, brother, you take care and uh, all the best, man, to you and the boys. Go Thank keep. you very much, dude. Always a pleasure speaking to you. Yeah, you yeah, too. Looking forward to the catch-up. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. And I'll bring all the vinyl and all the stuff and I'll throw monies at you. Ah, all of it. We'll sign it all. Yeah. <laughs> throw dicks on my vinyl. <laughs> no, don't do that, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, man, I hope things you know get, get better for you as well at the moment too. That's yeah, all. 2023 sucks ass. Done. <laughs> Thanks, man. Next title. <laughs>